0: to the double Eye show fantasy football edition for all of the listeners that used to listen to us on our double Eye show now this is the fantasy football edition called fantasy island with me as always is the henchman the kingpin whatever you want to call him the d rw king
1: what's going on d thanks for that intro man makes me feel really good want to say hello to everybody and welcome back yeah we're gonna do a little spin-off of our show here and yeah i think it's gonna go good t what are you thinking
0: i'm really excited about it we actually have a third partner with us in this thing bombo but he couldn't be here for this episode for us so i i look forward to when he's back and having him in the mix as well
1: Yeah, no, T. Actually, I'm really excited for Bombo. He's going to bring a little different little spin to what we're doing here. So it's really good to have him on board. Yeah, he won't be with us for the first couple shows just because of some other obligations. But, you know, he'll be here in the next couple episodes and we'll get it rolling with him throughout the season.
0: Yeah, he's going to be a fun addition. I mean, the guy's hyper smart when it comes to fantasy. And, you know, it's going to be awesome having him on board with us, too.
1: Yeah, it's actually somebody I could talk to about
0: fantasy. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You, you can talk to me about fantasy. No, yeah, just I can talk to kind you. Of you just can't talk back. Just a, no, it's a different kind of fantasy.
1: All right, man. We're going to go ahead and get started right now, dude, after that. You know what I mean? That's not really what we're going after, dude. But it's like that commercial where the Speak guy shows up as like a mentor or something. He's like, oh, I think I got my fantasy <laughs> nights mixed up. Exactly. But yeah. I show up in a diaper with a red ball in my mouth. Oh, I got my fantasy nights mixed up. Sorry, bro.
0: Oh, I thought somebody said, bring in the gimp. (laughs) Oh, dude,
1: don't talk about the gimp. All right, man. So what we're going to do is we're going to break down some stuff, T, and we're going to start talking about, you know, maybe what, you know, the different types of leagues, too. We want to make sure and throw that out there, guys. You know, a lot of you probably haven't even experienced fantasy football. So we're just going to give you a quick rundown. Fantasy football is whatever you want it to be. It can be, you can get really into it. You can do it, you know, just to pass some time. You can do it because you have a favorite team and you like to watch those players. Whatever you want to make it, it could be whatever you want. So there is no right or wrong. The only thing is, if you're going to do it, follow it through. You know, I think one of the things we touched on one of our last episodes, we did a fantasy football special before T. And one of the things I talked about was guys who just sort of give up during the middle of the year and don't even set their lineups and things like that. Don't yeah. do that to the league. If you commit to the league, at least play it out. I know it sucks and your team sucks, but you know what, man? At least just figure it out. The other thing is have some kind of strategy going in. Put a little bit of time into it, even if you're not taking it serious. If you are planning on taking it serious, do a public league. That way at least you can get one draft under your belt before you have to do a draft that actually you're playing for money. You know. And the other thing is don't be a slave to ADP's. If you like a guy and you want to build a team a certain way and you feel the best way to get it at your draft position is to draft a guy at a certain round, draft him. You never know. Cooper Cup last year was going fifth, sixth, eighth round ADP. Look, He's the best receiver in the NFL. You never know. Yep. And it's just the way it is, guys. So have fun doing it. It's, what we're going to try to do is just to, to keep the time down, T. We decided this year I'm not going to use a lot of stats and stuff, so obviously, you know me with all my notes. Yeah, the notes I take, but I'm just not going to throw any stats out. We're just going to talk about guys relevant on teams that will help you in your draft. We'll talk them up a little bit, and if the guy's got a counterpoint, he'll throw it in, but we're just going to make it really basic and simple for you this year and really just touch on some guys. We're going to also going to have a couple of additions at the end of this. They're going to talk about some sleepers and some rookies and things like that. So right now, it's just going to be mostly talking about the fantasy relevant guys. And we're going to really just get into it, T, because we got a lot to cover. This show is going to go over the AFC West, which is probably the most intriguing division right now in football because of all the movement. For sure. yep. So why don't you go ahead and kick it off T, and tell us who you're going to talk about first.
0: All right, King, I got the Los Angeles Chargers. And when you're talking about the Chargers, who's the number one guy that you think of? Justin Herbert, right? So Justin Herbert, obviously top three quarterback in the league. You know, some guys have him even as like the top number one fantasy guy in the league. So, you know, you can't go wrong with him. You know, last year he was only second to the GOAT in passing yards, you know, what he's number three in touchdowns thrown behind Brady and Stafford number eight in rushing touchdowns which isn't saying much because the guy really only had three rushing touchdowns but that just goes to show you there's not a lot of quarterbacks that rush for touchdowns right I will say though if you're in one of those fantasy leagues that kind of punish you for interceptions you will have to understand that you got to take the bad with the good because to be honest with you You know, he he was tied for number three in INTs last year with 15 of them thrown. I do expect a little bit of a slight dip from him this year, though, only because the Chargers went out over the offseason and really, really bolstered their defense. They traded with Chicago to get Khalil Mack. So now you have bookends with Bosa and Mack over there, and it's just going to be a powerhouse of a defensive front over there. And so when you think about it, right, you're you're not going to be playing from behind. You're not going to be in a lot of close games. So you're not going to have to be pushing and stressing and rushing more. So I really think that Justin Herbert, his stats are going to take a slight step back, but I still think he's one of the top three guys. He's still a beast. If he's there for, for you to draft, you got to get after him, right? I would say even quite honestly, King, I would probably go a little bit. And depending on your draft position, you might have to reach for him. You might have to you know, pull the trigger in the second or third round for him. It's just that, that type of situation where if you really want this guy, you got to go and reach and get him. It, you know, screw it, you know, forget it. Let, just just get him. The next guy that I have is the only real running back that they have that I really think is going to be fantasy relevant this year, and that's going to be Austin Eckler. Obviously, Eckler was top three guy in the entire league. Eckler, you know, he had his best season last year with 12 rushing TDs, eight receiving touchdowns. He has the best hands of any running back in the league. You know, this guy is just a fantasy beast. Again, I still do think that he may not be able to replicate that this year. It may be a little bit of a step back, but he's still going to be huge and a monster this year, right? So, I really don't think it's going to be much if you get him. I I wouldn't worry too much. If he has, you know, if you're in a, a fantasy league where you value runners that go over 100 yards, Yeah, it's going to be kind of a tough pill to swallow because Eckler didn't have 100-yard games. That's not the kind of back he is. But if you want fantasy points and you need those touchdowns, that's going to be the guy. He's going to be in those goal line positions. He's going to be that kind of guy. Now, King, the biggest thing with him is is if he can stay healthy for the season. All right, moving to wide receivers. I got Mike Williams as my number one receiver on the chargers. I understand this kind of bucks a trend because Keenan Allen is the well established number one, but I got to tell you Mike Williams this year is going to take over as the number one guy. Why? Because it doesn't matter throughout the entire game. He just puts up numbers, right? He averages more than five yards per catch. This guy is a fantasy beast. And who does, and who does Justin Herbert throw to? Herbert throws to Williams. That being said, though, let's talk about Keenan Allen, right? So Keenan Allen is the number one wide receiver in that offense or was last year. And on many people's books, he still kind of is a wide receiver one. But I really think he's getting older. He's taking a step back. Williams is kind of emerging as the guy. And when you look at Keenan Allen, man, he busts his nut and Blows his wad during the first half of the game anyway, right? So he, he'll he dominate in that first half. Second half, he goes quiet unless it's within the first, unless it's within the last two minutes of the game. Those last two minutes of the game is when he really starts to get the throws, especially if it's a tight game, right? But still... I don't expect him to be that wide receiver one this year. I still do expect him to have a big fantasy relevant year, but he's going to be more of a a wide receiver two on any team. He's not going to be your number one guy, even though you and I kind of talked about this. There's not a lot of number one wide receivers. And lastly, King, there's really no tight ends that I could talk about. Yes, there is, you know, yes, they got the tight end from the Rams last year, but quite honestly, I mean, he's he's more of a, a pass-blocking type of tight end. He's really not much of a, you know, relevant tight end for fantasy.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's the opposite. He, he doesn't really block well. Gerald Everett's more of a pass-catching guy. You know what I mean? Oh, so sorry. hopefully they could, you know, fill in that position a little bit and they can, you know, get a little bit of productivity out of there. They haven't had any productivity there since Hunter, Hunter Henry left. So... You know, I, I, it was a, a squirrely move when they let him go anyway. I thought that that guy was set up for some long-term success there. But no, good take, T. You know, and, you know, I, I think that's a good and in, in all the things you said. And I just want to throw something in there, T. You know, that, you know, one of the things we didn't touch on in a little bit of that talk before was this is fantasy football. And you have to separate fantasy from reality sometimes. But the reality is the better teams have the better players. So I think you made some good points there, T. It was, you know, it was a good take. You know, I I think the Chargers are going to do well. I think Eckler is the man. You know what I mean? But I think still the Kings in that division and the guys who were pretty much easy, they were the studs in that division, are the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm going to talk about those guys right now. You know, Kansas City's owned that division for the last four years. And basically Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes have a stranglehold on it you know, the influx of a couple guys into this, the, new, in the division now, which we'll talk about in the next couple teams, has sort of a, not changed it a little bit, but made it much more competitive. And it's made teams like the Chargers have to really step up their game as well, which is a good thing for the NFL. So at this point, you know, I mean, basically Kansas City, obviously has, you know, we can't talk about anything in Kansas City till we talk about what they lost this offseason and what they lost and what I'm going to talk about is only Tyreek Hill. You know, everyone can say they lost Tyron Matthew and you can talk about the defense and what the effects going to be on the offense, but we just really don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into that because I'll just go down a rabbit hole. So, I mean, you can't lose a guy like Tyreek Hill in an offense like that and not hurt someone. I think what's going to happen now is you used to have two fantasy studs, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, guaranteed top 10 guys every week. One of them was going to be a top 10 receiver. They were both number one or number two at their positions, basically in fantasy, because of the quarterback and the scheme and the system they were in. With Tyreek Hill leaving now, I think that that team really is really difficult to pick fantasy-wise. Obviously, Pat Mahomes is going to do well. He is Pat Mahomes, although he did go through a stretch of six or seven games last year where he didn't even throw for over 260 yards. And he didn't even get multiple touchdowns. So teams figured out what to do to slow him down, but they couldn't stop him because he figured them out too. And I think that's really looking at the preseason because they are giving him a lot of reps in the preseason and you can get some stuff out of preseason games too he's going to distribute the ball around and I don't think there's going to be one standout guy at receiver. So what I'm going to talk about is the guys that I would probably take in those middle tier rounds or something like that, because other than Travis Kelsey, and I think even Travis Kelsey is getting a little bit aged. You know, I think tight ends age well, much, much better than other positions, especially elite tight ends. But, I don't know if he's worthy of that first round pick or something like that anymore. You know, he might be a second or third round pick. I still t- I still think he's the top tight end. I still don't think Mark Andrews, he has to do it multiple years to me to be that guy. But Travis Kelsey's is still a weapon. So to me, Travis Kelsey is the most viable weapon that they have on that team, even though with all the double teams and things that are going to come at him this year. The other guys, I think it's just a crapshoot. I mean, we saw the preseason games where, yeah, Juju didn't suit up. Valdez Scanling suited up because those are some of the new guys they got to try to fill the hole of Tyreek Hill. They got their rookie Sky Moore out of Western Michigan. And they threw a couple shots to him where Mahomes was a little bit late underthrew him, and the guy had a step. So I think they'll work those things out, and everyone's going to get a piece of the pie. And that's sort of what I'm looking at. I don't think there's going to be one dominant guy. But if I had to pick a guy there, I'd probably go for the upside with the rookie. And I, I get it. You know, it's a thing in fantasy, too. One of the rules is not to really touch rookie wide receivers. But I think the league's changing. Look at all the receivers being taken in the early rounds now. So these guys are up there. So they're going to get their meat. They're going to get their, their balls thrown to them. And that's really what it used to be about. They just didn't get the opportunities. So obviously Travis Kelsey's the man there. Patrick Mahomes is the man there. There's really nothing in the backfield. I mean, you know, we'll talk about you know maybe you throw a kid from Rutgers on our sleeper list, but I mean they got Rojo there. They got Clyde Edwards Elaer, which haven't been fantasy relevant for the last couple seasons. Disappointments on both of it, both both of those guys. Valdez Scanlon's been nothing but a disappointment every year. He's going to be the second guy with Devonte Adams, and he can't do it. Juju Smith-Schuster basically shit his way out of Pittsburgh. So all these guys got something to play for. The only thing that really stood out to me, T, was that they paid Scantling a little bit more and gave him a longer contract. All these other guys, Juju, Rojo, they're on a prove-it contract, one-year incentive-laden contracts. So if you follow the money, like I always say, and I tell you to follow the money, I'd probably take a flyer on Valdez gambling a little bit as well. But other than that, there's really no stats to talk about with these guys because they haven't really been fantasy studs or fantasy relevant to a point where we can say, hey, this is a guy who's going to be there in the top echelon or whatever else. I just don't see it. Like I said, Pat Mahomes, yeah. Will he get his 50 touchdowns? I doubt it. I think they want to do a little bit more ball control stuff and things like that. But Kansas City is who they are. So I think if you take anybody there in those mid to later rounds, you could do, you know, you could have a decent bench guy. And who knows, there might be one guy that stands out over a multi and Mahomes just decides to keep throwing to him at all points. And it might be this guy, Fortson, who caught two touchdowns yesterday. It might be another rookie they got. I mean, they got all sorts of guys. So I think that's going to be their approach this year, man. I just don't think they're going to feed the ball to a Tyreek Hill kind of one guy, but that's my take, buddy.
0: Nah, that's all really good, really relevant stuff. I mean, to, to be honest with you, King, I, I really, I really like what you said about Moore because you know, they're going to, I think they're going to really look to get this kid involved very early. They're going to do a lot of different looks for him. Plus he's, I hear he's also going to possibly be returning some kicks too. So I expect him to be pretty active. But again, I, I don't know how fantasy relevant he will be this year. I think maybe next year is where I'm looking at him to make more of an
1: impact. You know, I think like the best guy in that team, T is going to be around, you know, eight, 900, you know, floor, you know, 1100 ceiling yards kind of thing. Seven to eight touchdowns, floor nine to 11 ceiling. That's going to be their best receiver. You know what I mean? And those stats might be misleading because it might have like two or 300 yard games and then the rest are 40 or 50 yard games. You feel me? Yeah. No, that's a
0: really, really good point. And
1: that's really what happens or he might get three or four touchdowns in one game, a Juju Smith Schuster. And he ends up with 10 for the year. You know what I mean? It just might happen. So I, I think sometimes those numbers are a little bit skewed. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be a tough year to pick the guy out of that that offense to say, okay, out of that receiving core or the backfield that's going to say this guy is going to be the fantasy state because I think they're all going to get chunks.
0: All right, that was some good shit there, King, That which leads me into our next one, which is me taking on the Raiders. Now, the Raiders is a really interesting team to me. You know, you got a new head coach again, right? Chucky, that whole craziness of last year, you know, for a team that went through all that turmoil and, and to have a leader, like a guy like Derek Carr, kind of just kind of keeping everybody calm, steady Eddie and making the playoffs. I really got to tell you, man, the Raiders to me is very, very, very good going into this season. Obviously Derek Carr, right? So Derek Carr is a huge fantasy quarterback, right? I like him a lot better than I know you do, but I'm I'm looking for Derek Carr to really take this huge step going into next season. They went out and got a new slash old weapon for him and Devontae Adams, right? Because they were teammates in college. They blew up in college. They're the whole reason why, you know, they they were drafted where they were, especially Carr, right? Derek Carr leads the league in fourth quarter comebacks. I expect Carr to have a huge year because now he has weapons around him to be able to make it happen. The other thing is, is when you look at that running game, I really like that running game because you got Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is in his final contract year and the Raiders did not extend him. So I'm really looking at this guy to ball out. He's going to have a monster fantasy league type of season. Barring injury, right? Because, you know, King, you and I know Josh Jacobs, he's a little bit fragile, right? So he does miss games every single season. But I, if I were to draft him, I'm looking at getting him as an RB2, rb three type of you know position on your roster right i wouldn't go too much higher than that definitely if if there's other guys available in that number one running back position that you're drafting i would go you know with somebody else but josh jacobs is a solid solid pickup right Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake, I'm looking for a bat, you know, for him to come back after that ankle injury. I really think that he could be kind of a late round type of guy to add to your team for fantasy. But I don't expect a huge pickup. What I am intrigued with, and I think you would be, too, is Zamir White. I I really like what I saw from this kid in the preseason so far. I really think that he's going to make an impact, but if they keep Josh Jacobs and they keep feeding him the rock, I think Jacobs is going to be the man this year. And, and Zamir White is going to take over that next year. If Jacob goes down, I really think that Zamir White's going to take over that number one role and really kind of just hold on to it. They're not going to, he's not going to kind of, you know, let go of that position. And they're just gonna feed him the rock. The other guy that I really want to talk about there, King, let's go into the receiving core, right? We got Devontae Adams. That's that's the big guy, right? That's the one that you want to talk about because he's the best wide receiver in the game. He left one of arguably one of the best, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Derek Carr is a great quarterback, but I mean, come on, King, let's face it. He's not Aaron Rodgers, right? So Devontae Adams is going to take a natural dip in fantasy, but I don't think he's going to dip as much as a lot of people are saying. They got Devontae Adams like rated you know, like a fourth or fifth receiver. Sometimes I've even seen some guys rating him as a six in fantasy. I don't get that. I think Carr's a much better passer than a lot of people give him credit for. So I think Devontae Adams' numbers are going to look really, really solid this year. So I really, really like, I would take him. Let's just put it that way. I would take him, and the other guy I would take two on that team in the receiving corps is Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro was the man that last year over there, and and quite honestly, like he's not bad. He did get the bag during the off season. They extended him, so you know that they're gonna they're they value him and they're gonna keep him, right? Adams is gonna be double teamed. And with Adams getting double teamed a lot, that's going to free up Hunter Renfro. Renfro was going up against the number one corners on on everybody's team. And he he was still producing. Now he's going to go against the number two corners. And I think he's going to feast. I think they're going to feed him that ball. I would pick him as a solid second or third round receiver if he's there for you. I wouldn't hesitate at all. He's going to get fed. And lastly, King, it goes without saying. One of the best tight ends of the game, Darren Waller. Yes, last year he was injured. I mean, think about it though. He he was getting hit so hard because all they had was Renfro and Waller. They were throwing the ball like crazy. Waller was getting a. a vast majority of those catches and he was just getting hit hard. His body took a pounding. So I really expect now that you got Devontae Adams there, he's taking off, you know, a lot of that pressure on this team. So a lot of the wide receivers, a lot, you know, tight end wise. So I really think Renfro and Waller are going to benefit big from this, especially Waller. Waller is a top number one type of tight end, right? He's a top tier guy and there's not a lot of big impact top tier tight ends out there in the game right now and i really think he's one of them so if he's there as a top tight end definitely you got to get him king
1: no i think those are all good points t you know i think here's the thing right and i agree with a lot of the things you said i really like josh jacobs this year i think the josh jacobs story is amazing the nfl's full of these underdog stories fuck this guy was homeless in high school and yeah he's betting on himself they didn't give him his extension you know things like that there's a lot of mouths to feed even in that backfield you talked about all these guys one guy you didn't talk about who they seem to be integrating quite a bit and uh, there's a lot of pub on him is amir abdullah so there's just a lot of mouths to feed in this offense and then the offense that's brought over is an offense that feeds a lot of mouths doesn't really feature one guy because they don't want to be one guy dependent and that was really the philosophy in New England. And that's where McDaniels came from. So it worries me. You know, I, I I do. I like all the, I like the receiving core. I like Hunter Renfro. You know, he did most of his work out of the slot last year, T. So, you know, he, he's really, he's he's always, you know, matched up on a nickel corner. You know, who's pretty decent. Everyone he's playing in the NFL is decent. But I agree with what you're saying. The attention is going to go to Devontae Adams. But how many times are they going to run the ball versus pass now? Remember, it's a whole different scheme. And I think until we really see it and see a season of it, we really won't know what their ceilings will be. I don't know if Josh Good McDaniels point. is going to air it out. And that's what worries me about me, about Devonte Adams. Sure. I, I agree. T. He's to me, one of the top two, three receivers in the league, but how many opportunities is he, he going to get in this offense? Aaron Rodgers force fed him the ball at all points is why he led the league in targets. You know what I mean? And being such a good receiver, he's going to catch quite a bit of those targets. Right. So, I mean, it's just, it's <laughs> very true. It's one of those things where that's, it's, you know, one of those things that like, I'm going to talk about on the team I'm talking about now that we're going to go into now is Denver. It's a whole different scheme, whole different guy at quarterback. How's that going to affect their fantasy relevance, right? And, you know, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the Denver Broncos now. You know, and you start there with they got rid of a defensive-minded coach, Vic Fangio, and they basically got a new offensive coordinator coach kind of guy, Nathaniel Hackett. And they brought over Russell Wilson, arguably one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. And it changes everybody's fantasy relevance. You know, so before those guys, everyone always wanted them to break out. And, you know, who's going to be the next guy there? And can they get the job done? And it was really dependent on the quarterback. Because when you look at the top receivers in, the, in fantasy, they got a pretty decent quarterback throwing them the ball. And it makes a huge difference. So, I think it's going to change a lot of the guys there. So, we'll go ahead and get started. Obviously, where I want to start is the backfield. You know, a lot of people are talking about Melvin Gordon re signing there. He's going to be a 50 50 split with Javante Williams. Javante Williams is a monster. I tagged him last year as my breakout guy, they just didn't give him ball enough. I don't think this regime, this coach, is going to make that mistake. From what I've heard already in the training camp, he runs with the ones. Melvin Gordon spells him. So it's and I get what all the the you know the the papers are saying, the publications, whatever you want to call them T. there's no such thing as a paper anymore, I guess, right? But the publications say is, you know it's going to be about you know 55 45 split. I'm looking at a minimum of a 65 35 split because I think two things too, I think Melvin Gordon's on the back nine of his career. I think he's a little bit injury prone. And I think, too, just you you throw in the equation that Javante Williams is better at this point of his career. You want the best player with the most opportunities. And I think that's what's going to show this year. So Javante Williams, to me, is a top-tier running back, especially if he's in one of those keeper leagues like we were talking about, where you can keep a guy for multiple years. I think this guy's a really good investment. I think he's a first-round guy. I think he's anywhere in the first round to would be taken, including the first pick over Alty. I mean, obviously, Jonathan Taylor's the man. That system is set up for him. He owns that backfield, so he is the man right now, Najee Harris. They get 20-plus touches a game. That's hard to beat. But I think right there is this guy, Javante Williams. I think by the end of this year, he'll establish that. Melvin Gordon will be a good running back on your bench. If you need him, but I wouldn't draft him as somebody you got to play every week. I think that being said, the guy back there taking the ball and handing it to these guys, Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson is who Russell Wilson is. I don't think regardless of the change, regardless of the system, regardless of what they're going to do, this guy's going to blow up and throw 45 plus touchdowns. I don't think that's him. I think he's going to throw his 30 to 35. around 4,000, 4,500 yards. You know, throw in another four, five, six rushing touchdowns. And he's going to be very productive. And he's not going to lose games for you. He's going to win games for you. So I think it's going to be a little bit, you know, what the best of Russell Wilson we saw in Seattle. I think that's what we'll see here. I don't think he's going to make a big leap stat-wise. So it's the same kind of guy he would get in his prime in Seattle. I think that being said, the biggest jump in this offense is probably coming at the wide receiver position. I will say this too. You do need three stud wide receivers in this league, just because there's always one of them that goes down. Something happens and they had that. And I was really high on Tim Patrick and he went down. they lost him for the season early in training camp. I think that guy was going to be the breakout guy in this offense. That being said, my next pick is probably going to be Jerry Judy. Only because now I think the defense is going to flow more towards Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton's a beast. He's a monster. He's just a physical specimen, six foot three, six foot four, chiseled beast, 220, running like a deer down the sideline. So he's going to get his, too. He's going to get his looks and he's going to get his balls. But I think that he's going to pull out of the safety coverage and the safety help and leave the upside underneath you know, the, the underneath stuff there for Jerry Judy and Jerry Judy doesn't track the long ball as good as Patrick did or as good as Cortland Sutton. So his meat's going to be in the middle of the field. And I think he's going to have a pretty decent season and probably make the biggest jump this year. Separate a little bit from Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton's really going to be a decent receiver though. He could plug in at a flex receiver or maybe your first bench guy. I don't know about if I would really be comfortable with him being a starter. I'd probably in a PPR league, which we didn't touch on those T, but a PPR league, as opposed to a standard league, you get points per reception. So I think if you're in a league like that, I'm definitely leaning towards Jerry Judy. But I think one of the wild cards here, T, and the guy I want to at least touch a little bit about, and we'll touch about him probably on our sleepers too, is KJ Hamler. KJ Hamler's been battling some demons Got a little bit of some, you know, mental health issues. He's been dealing with the last couple of seasons and they drafted him. And this kid is a rocket. And they said he's looking really good in camp. I think he's on the pup. Not 100% sure. So he can't play the first couple of weeks. But if they can get this guy in the fold there, this guy can run as fast as anybody in the NFL. And he's got decent hands. He's small. He's not built like Tyreek Hill, but he's a little bit on the frailer side, smaller, skinnier side. But, wow, if they can get that integrated, I think Russell Wilson still has the deep ball in him. Look out, man. But I think this offense can score. I think they can do a lot of things. I think it's going to be difficult for teams to stop them and focus on one guy. But I think, again, the two guys taking this offense, even excluding Russell Wilson, I think would probably be Javante Williams, number one, and Jerry Judy. I'd probably be looking at Javante Williams in my first two picks. Uh, I say he won't be there after that. And Jerry Judy, probably somewhere around five or below. If he's there, I'd probably take him. So that's what I'm looking at.
0: Damn, those are really good takes. You're absolutely you know, right, I mean, though, it, because Denver, they are very interesting. That dynamic is just... Out of, out of the whole AFC West I really think that they are I, I, they have the most potential, I think but it's it's gonna be it's going be very very interesting to see how they gel uh, as a team. Well,
1: okay, here's the formula right I mean look at the last two seasons. Tom Brady leaves a well-established team that he's been on forever goes to a new team wins a Super Bowl first year. Matt Stafford, well established on a team, forever, goes to the Rams, wins the Super Bowl. Is this Russell Wilson's year? I think that's what the media is sort of hyping up. So I think that's why these True. guys are even getting more hype. The team's getting more hype. I mean, they probably got a lot of national games. I haven't really checked out the the schedule on their end, but I'm sure they got a lot of national games too. So it, it's it that's how it's set up. The NFL wants certain things done, you know, but
0: that whole division though is a tough division. They're just going to beat up on each other, you know. And they say that, and
1: and I get it. But divisions beat up on other division play, you know, teams anyways. So it's just all divisions are the same. I get it. You only play them twice. It isn't like anything else. But that being said, T and this is one of the most stacked divisions. What we're going to do now is we're going to go into our top three at the position in the in the division. All right. So all right. We're just going to touch on them real quick. And if you want to talk about one guy, maybe two guys, T, go ahead and do it. I'll go ahead and start it off. We're going to talk about quarterbacks first. I'm going to start with my list. My number three quarterback in this division is going to be Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is a very solid quarterback, very good. I think with a new influx of McDaniel there, I think he's going to be more protected. He won't be making the stupid throws. And throwing all the INTs, I think he'll be a little bit more productive. And he can run. I think he can scramble a little bit, get you those little off points there. But I like Derek Carr. Number two, hmm, this is tough for me, Justin Herbert. and my number one quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, it's Patrick Mahomes.
0: But yeah, Mahomes is Mahomes, right? Yeah. You know, and I think the
1: you know Justin Herbert is ascending. He's been ascending the last couple seasons. I think he'll continue to. They didn't really bolster any weapons for him, but he doesn't really need them. He just slings the ball all over the place. Rocket for an arm, Mahomes. I think he's just going to develop more as a distributor. So that's my list. He. What about yours?
0: You know what? It you're going to flip when you hear this. So my number three guy that I got is Justin Herbert. All right, I got him as number 3. It's a tough one in this division, right? Herbert's a great quarterback. I love Herbert and I know you're high on him, but he's my number 3 guy. My number 2 guy is your number 1 guy Mahomes. And it's hard to go against a guy like Mahomes. I mean, he's owned the division for so long, you know, and and he's amazing. But here's my number 1 guy and I know you're going to flip when you hear this is Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr with all the weapons that they put around him and I mean, he's the, he's what number one in the league in fourth quarter comebacks. He's had tons of new coaches, what, four new coaches in three years. This, this guy, he's an amazing quarterback that gets no love. And now he's got some weapons. He's got a good head coach. That's an offensive friendly type of coach. I I really think this guy's really going to have a great year and he's going to ascend this year.
1: Yeah, I think the only thing that concerns me is I think McDaniels likes to run a lot and he does the inside out thing. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Like I said, I think, you know, we we did talk about that. We won't really know what's going to happen there until the end of the year. But, you know, guys that have coconuts like you, hey, they throw them out there, dog. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, I expect to get called out when he doesn't, you know, pan out. Oh,
1: right? well, fuck yeah. You know, I'm going to do that. All right, so, man, let's oh, talk about that. running back now, which is another intriguing position here in this division, man. I mean, there's a lot of running backs in this division, let's be honest, right? I mean, we just talked about a lot Absolutely. of them. So why don't you go ahead and start Absolutely. off this list and do your top three,
0: T. All right, so my number three guy in this division right now has got to be Melvin Gordon, right? I really think, yeah, he's on the back nine, as you said, but to be honest with you, he's still very fantasy relevant. So I I don't mind having him in that position. My number two guy, Javante Williams. I think Javante Williams is descending. He's going to be a fantasy beast. He's going to be the guy there. I think he's a year away though. I I really do. I think next year he's going to be the number one guy in that entire division. And my number one guy is Austin Eckler. I mean, think about what he did last year. He's going to be able to repeat it this year. That offense is just a juggernaut. So I really can't go against him. I got to hand it to him until he proves himself otherwise.
1: Yeah, no, I am I I think he's really, he's up there as well. You know what I mean? But I think that's a little bit, you know, again, throwing your coconuts out there with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. I'm going to start my list at my number three with Josh Jacobs. You know, like I said, I think I'm going to bet on Josh Jacobs this year a little bit. I typically don't. I was staying away from him because of his injury concern, like you said, I had mentioned. But I think this year, you know, he's going to bet on himself. And I think he overcomes, man. This guy's a great story, like I said. And I'm, you know, on the Josh Jacobs freight train, man, on the bandwagon. I'm there. I'm on the hype train. So I'm Josh Jacobs, my number three guy. My number two guy is going to be Austin Eckler. I think there's going to be a little bit of regression. I think they want the rookie Isaiah Spiller to take a little bit of load off him because they want him to be fresher in the playoffs. That's the whole formula here. Even though the rookie's banged up, I heard he's a little banged up in training camp already. They have Joshua Kelly there who came into camp about 10, 12 pounds lighter. Looks awesome. So they want to alleviate some of that load from him. Will they? It just really depends, you know, on the game flow, I think. But, you know, it really is what it is. I think the... You know, the next guy I'm going to talk about is going to be the king of this division for the next 10 plus years, maybe eight years, something like that is Javante Williams. This guy led the leagues last year in missed tackles and making forced missed tackles. He's just, it's impossible to get this guy down. I think he's going to get probably upwards around 250 touches this year, maybe more hands off handoffs. And I think he's going to really establish himself as one of the top running backs in the entire fantasy football world. So I think it'll be him, Jonathan Taylor, and Najee Harris going forward. I think there's a couple rookies that might break out this year. We'll talk about them on other shows, T. But those are my three running backs. So running backs are pretty easy to figure out because Kansas City doesn't have any so that's not a big deal right so but this next position's tough cuz everyone's got their little piece and everyone's got their guys we're going to talk about receivers next T you ready for it
0: yeah all right yeah for
1: sure go ahead man you're up
0: all right so when we're talking receivers i this is this is definitely kind of tough right cuz you got a lot of guys out there right now and and every team's got them this this is hard for me I got to say my number three guy, and you you even said it yourself, he's a physical specimen, is Sutton. He's going to feast. When you got Russ cooking, you know, I, I expect him to to really do a lot of great things in fantasy this year. So Sutton's my number three. You can't go wrong with any of these guys on this list, but definitely number three on my list right now. Number two on my list, though, is, and I know this, this is kind of weird because... My number one and number two come from the same team, but I got Hunter Renfro as my number two and Devontae Adams as my number one. And really, you know, Devontae Adams is the best guy in the league. If you look at Casey, as to your point earlier, right, they're going to spread the ball around. You're not going to have any kind of, you know, big time guys breaking out. But you got a guy like Devontae Adams is number one and a solid, solid number two at Renfro. I gotta take those guys, you know, two and two and one.
1: Just Yeah, no, count. I mean I, I get it, but I just think there's gonna be huge regression in Hunter Renfro just because there's not that many mouths to feed there. And now that you have Devontae Adams getting the most of those targets, I really think that out of that whole group, Waller. Renfro and Devontae Adams the one that's going to suffer the most is Hunter Renfro and you're right he's great he's a great slot receiver awesome guy you know he can get you six eight ten catches I just don't think he's going to be that guy this year because they, they're they paying Devontae Adams But, yeah, no, great picks, man. Throwing your coconuts out there again. Throwing them out there Yeah, no, I'm going to go ahead and start with my number three guy. And this was a tough one for me, T. You know, again, you know, there's just so many guys in this division that I think are fantasy relevant. But I've put number three as Jerry Judy. And I still think out of that division, I I think Cortland Sutton's going to have the bigger splashes, the bigger splash plays kind of thing, you know, the long touchdowns. But I think Jerry Judy's going to get a couple. But I think he's going to be more set up for your consistent guy. You know, he's going to be that consistent guy for you that's going to get you that six to eight receptions, 70 to 90 yards a game. I'm liking Jerry Judy a little bit more this year the more I keep looking at it offense, So he's my number three guy in that division. My number two guy in the division is going to be Mike Williams. Again, you spoke about him, just the progression he made the last couple of seasons. Mike Williams' problem is Mike Williams. He throws his body around. Dude, stop diving for every fucking ball. All right, stay on the field. Caution to the wind. You know what I mean? Yep. And I think the number one receiver in this division is Devontae Adams, although I do think he's going to have regression in all aspects, including, you know, his targets, receptions, yardage, all that. He is still the class of the division to me and the most fantasy-relevant guy. Now, remember, too, T, I think what people are looking at is you know, they might say, oh, this guy's better or this guy is a, a, a better physically than the guys that you guys named. It might be. But we're, what we're trying to tell you is what we think the fantasy relevant guys are going to be. So and and pretty easy in this division two T, right? You got to figure. I mean, the, there's you know, I mean, I, there's no reason for us to go through a top three on tight ends. It's Kelsey and Waller, you know, I, that's and, it. and that's really that's the it. other guys are going to be freebies. You know, which is Gerald Everett, like we talked about. And, you know, I guess who else is is there, basically, you know, who's the other tight end in that division? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, really, it's just, you know, it's, it's Kelsey and Waller and the rest are freebies. I mean, no one's going to draft Albert O from Denver. No one's going to draft Gerald no. Everett. So those are the two guys there. Kickers aren't relevant in fantasy, although I do like McManus this year because I think they're going to move the ball a lot more. But I mean, that's really wraps up that division, T. You know, this division is going to have a lot of yeah, intrigue yeah, It's a beast year. of a division, and I think with the coaching changes, yeah. not just with the personnel changes, it's really going to be hard for guys. And I think it's not as solid as a as an easy pick like a slam dunk like Devonte Adams in the past years with Aaron Rodgers. There's a little bit of, hey, you know, a little hesitancy now and figuring out, like, is this really the best move? Because there might be a guy who might be fed the ball at a more consistent basis in their offense. And that's what you got to look at in fantasy. But, no, I think that was good, man. He did great. You know, I think that, you know, you got the rust off there a little bit. T, how do you feel?
0: You know, I, I feel relieved. You talk about the rust. It's been a while since we've been doing this, you know, so I'm glad to be back. Glad to be hammering this out. To be honest with you, this division is just sick and it's loaded top to bottom from a fantasy standpoint, from just a reality standpoint. It's going to be an exciting division to watch this year.
1: So the last thing we're going to do, T, is you're going to go ahead and pick your fantasy MVP of this division. And then we're going to have one more pick as your fantasy bust of the division. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and start. I'm going to go with my fantasy MVP. It's my boy, Javante Williams. Like I said, I just think he's going to elevate himself this year. He's going to separate himself from the rest of the division, basically in the running back class. I don't think there's anyone in this division that really touches him. Eckler is a good piece, but like you said, he's not one of those bell cow kind of backs. I think that's this kid is going to be that. And like I said, he's a kid. He's 22 years old. But that's going to be my MVP of the AFC West T. Damn proud of it.
0: You know what? I can't even say that's putting your coconuts out there because that's just a solid pick. You know, I it's, that's hard to argue. It really is. I'm going to put my coconut out there and I'm going to go with Derek Carr as my MVP of this division. And I'm going to tell you why. The guy has chemistry with Devontae Adams. The guy has had so many head coaches throughout the years and he's produced. Yeah, he's not like a, a, you know, top two, top five guy in any category that he's produced for, but he really hasn't been given that opportunity and he hasn't had the weapons that he has now. So I really think that this is going to be his year to really shine and really show what he can do. So for me my MVP fantasy wise of this division is going to be Derek Carr of the Las Vegas Raiders. Wow.
1: that That is throwing it out there, dude. I'm, I'm impressed, dude. First show, just throwing that thing out in the wind like that, you know, just it's going to come back to you there. and all you're going to be able to do is use it to keep the dust out of your butt. But I'm just saying, dude, <laughs> Hey, that's throwing it out there. So do you got a bust, man? Do you got somebody to throw out there? Because, man, I want to hear your bust now. If that guy's going to be your MVP, who's going to be your bust?
0: You know what? You're not going to like this, but I really think Russell Wilson has the biggest bust potential in this division for this year. You know, he's coming into a new situation. Yeah, he doesn't have that that injury-prone type of career, so that's great, but now he's in a weird type of situation that he hasn't been. He's been with a defensive minded head coach. He's with an offensive mind. It's a, you know, new head coach, new scheme, new everything for him. And I really think that that has the most potential. It's a boom or bust type of situation. So I think he could potentially be that bust of this division this year.
1: No, I mean, i um, Russell Wilson. Definitely. Good. You know, understanding to you of how the situation works there. And, I think one of the things, right. And maybe we explain it to everybody. When we say bust, we're going to say bust versus their draft position, not complete bust fall off the table. This guy's going to suck balls. He's going to be horrible, but Russell Wilson's getting drafted very high. So I think what you're referring oh, to yeah. T is that, you know what? He should be drafted probably a lot lower because of his bust potential. And I think that when the the year plays out and he gets the numbers that you're thinking about, if he does, then you're going to say, like, he shouldn't have been drafted there. He should have been drafted like the 12th quarterback or the 10th quarterback. Right. As opposed to the fourth or fifth quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And that's sort of what we're talking about here, because some of these guys are going to be fantasy relevant. They are going to be what they are. You know, they are going to get numbers, but they're just not going to be where their projection is. And that's the bust we're talking about. Not necessarily fall completely off the table. Well, that being said, you ready for the drum roll, dude? Do I get a drum roll for my bust? Devontae Adams, Las Vegas Raiders.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah, dude. I just think it and right. Just think about it. He T he, This guy was force fed the ball by Aaron Rodgers. I think they're preaching, spreading the ball around a system, a scheme, and they're all buying into it. I know he'll get his shares. I know he'll get his touches. But he is not getting close to 170-some targets like he did last year. That's just going to be impossible. Plus, he has more weapons there. Hunter Renfro, like you talked about, is going to command some targets because he's going to be open to move the sticks. Waller on the mismatch. So uh, I think they're going to want to dump the ball off on easy passes and a lot of screen game to the running backs. I just don't think there's going to be enough opportunities to have Devontae Adams be what he's been. I mean, I think he's going to settle into one of those wide receiver, low end wide receiver ones or wide receiver twos. You know, I just think that's where he's going to end up being in this system because now he's on a team that has players. Right. It's different. So we'll see what
0: happens. man. Wow. Wow. That is putting your nuts out there. That really is. That's what I'm talking about. It feels good
1: to get some air on them. T, man, I haven't thrown them out there in a while, but Hey man, really good, man. I think that's going to button up this show because we don't want to keep them too long. We want to thank everybody for listening. T, great job. You know, we went over some things, man, but we really didn't get into it too much. We're going to go through every division so if you like this show, click the like button. Is there a like button on this thing?
0: No, there is not. Okay. So it's not yeah. YouTube.
1: But don't cut that out. Don't cut this out because that sounded good right now. But yeah, what I'm saying <laughs> is, okay, we're going to go ahead and stop here, man, and we're going to roll into another division right behind it. Watch for the next show, T, because you know
0: what? There's more to talk about. I can't wait. All right, man. Let's get into it in a little Let's bit. Let's do it, bro. Late. Late.